0: Why is he fighting fighting this? Why what what, what, what is his goal? Welcome back to The Immigrant Section. I'm sitting here today with Salma Hindi. Salma, what the fuck are you saying?
1: I'm just chilling, you know, trying to survive loneliness in this lockdown. I think we're at the point in the <laughs> pandemic or in the panty. Like the, my I friend, call it panty. You yeah. call it panty. Yeah. Um, panty? Where nobody actually believes it's a pandemic anymore. Like, they just believe... Oh, it's all
0: scam or, like, controversy, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, they just believe we live in a police state, and the government's just trying to see, like how far they can get away with controlling us.
0: You're right. Today, they did you see the news? Today, they said, don't use Colgate. You can only use Crest.
1: What? <laughs> Stop.
0: Just because. <laughs> I don't know how to question uh, them.
1: It's just so weird. I only have
0: Crest. That's yeah. the problem. Now I got to go buy Colgate, you know? Hey, it's the government, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. And like, even the-
0: Some police... shit's so arbitrary. Exactly. And you don't know who to ask or yeah. what the question would be. Like, they say, wear a mask into the restaurant. Yeah. And then I'd be in the restaurant and no one is wearing a mask on their walk to the washroom.
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's so weird.
0: It's like, do I wear a mask to the washroom? They, they, let me ask a manager. Yeah. <laughs> Comes back. Okay. Mask on the way to the bathroom. No mask on the way back.
1: You're like what? <laughs> it's so weird. And the rules are so, yeah, like they, they're changing all the time, right? Like in the beginning, the first lockdown, they're like... Don't even like speak to a soul like no one, your grandma that's dying too freaking bad. Right. Yeah. And then this time they're like, if you live alone, you can, uh, you can go see like one other household (laughs) or two or two. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Literally. And I was like, all right, they thought about me this time. Right. But what if they forget me next time? Like, you don't know.
0: It's It literally is just evolving. But it also goes to show you the government is just a collection of people. They yes. are just learning it as we are learning it. Exactly. And they're like adjusting like, okay, are the deaths going up? They, they are? Okay, yeah. all right. Go back in the house. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like they don't really know either. They're yeah. not like super smart people. Yeah. It's just a collection of people responding to statistics.
1: Exactly. And like it's so weird because I have a lot of friends in, in my circles who are like – like the haram police, basically, but like oh, for yeah. COVID. Yeah, like right? you can't
0: have a Swedish berry next to them. You yeah, know? Oh yeah, or a fuzzy <laughs> peach. You can't eat a fuzzy be like, peach. You know that
1: has gelatin. <laughs> yeah, like, right. bitch, that fucking ask you. God is merciful, okay? Don't at me. I'm so mad.
0: Salman says here that you didn't, you ate the non halal one, okay? You're done. Yeah. I,
1: it's actually known in my family now. Like I told my niece and my brother, I'm like, it is what it is. I'm gonna eat gelatin gummy bears. I don't care. That's a stage. That's a stage of life I'm at right now.
0: That's a very reasonable <laughs> mid level. By the way, you know what's yeah. funny? I usually when <laughs> this is random, but when I get guests, yeah. I always make so the way gain works, it's like the way you boost the audio is yeah. I so at the end, my voice isn't really high and yours is really low. Yeah. I make a judgment call yeah. on like the guest voice how it's going to be. Yeah. And I increase yours and I reduce mine. Yeah. And three minutes into Today, this, you're like, no, Bob, I've reduced this. yours. <laughs> I was just like, let me go ahead and reduce that dramatically. <laughs> She's, I'm sorry, she does not you. need any boots. No, no, 100%. I forgot to warn you of
1: my extremely high pace. No, no,
0: no, no, go for it. I'm, I, I'll adjust it. or I'll level it out in post. And to those out there listening to the raw audio, I apologize. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Nobody gets that. But, yo, I'm happy that you're here. I'll be honest. Yeah. I haven't had a uh, female guest in person in a while because the f- they always zoom in.
1: Oh, they're always they're scared sca- of your basement. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah it's,
0: I have to tell, especially if you, I'm like, look, it's like, please go look at the videos. Yeah. It's a legit setup. Yeah. Oh, it's in my basement, actually. Yeah. You are like, where do we meet? I'm like, oh, it's actually in my basement. <laughs> oh, man. Go look it up. It's, it's, it's not sketch. Go look it up.
1: Fuck. I know. It's okay. You eased me into it. So, and you gave me mango.
0: I knew you're as a true Egyptian. Yeah. I was like, let me give her mango juice. Yeah. Only,
1: it's the only way to bait Sudani her. Sudani and
0: Egyptians, that's the definitely the thing. Cause the last episode I had with uh, Sammy Sammy Speakraw, he's got a channel. Yeah. We're talking about Egyptians, right? We're talking shit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. All right? We Talk were being objective. We're talking shit.
1: Talk, I wanna hear the shit. I wanna add to it.
0: Well, we I I think we were saying Definitely people you can't trust, right? Uh, okay, I think yeah. that was. <laughs> I love how you agree. No, I'm picking all this shit up. No, I was asking him what. Th- Remember, I said before we started, like, there's. I'd like it been evolving the podcast, trying yeah. to figure out. For so long, it was like the immigrant section. Yeah. It started off with, like, let me have only immigrants on. Yes. And then I was like, fuck this. I just kind of want to have whoever I want to have on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd
0: have, like, my white friends, good white friends. Okay. They'd be like, what? I guess I can't come on. Mm. And I'm like, for a while, I was like, no, nope, not for you. Then I was yeah. like, what am I doing? <laughs> you come on. And then,
1: you're making up your own COVID. As it goes. Yeah, yeah,
0: literally. I was like, you come, but, for you it's COVID so don't Yeah yeah. Can I come over? Oh, sorry bro. I mean COVID right now. Yeah. But but you keep releasing episodes. Bro, these are banked from yeah. way back ago. <laughs> Literally even though it's like
1: re- referencing the exact But you, exactly. Time.
0: But but you you reference the everything. Like the election bro, you're like, "Nah, nah, we just cra- called it." Crazy speculations, bro. But now I'm at the point where I'm trying I still will get bring on whoever I want. Yeah. If I if I get the vibe that you'd be good on the podcast, I want you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But now I'm also trying to tie it in. So the last couple episodes I put together these questions. Yeah. Okay? Three questions. I'll just give you them straight up, okay? okay? And we don't even have to address them or whatever. It's just something I'd like to incorporate into the podcast. Yeah. Because I think it ties it together with the name. Okay. Because you may be just like, I'll have like a a random friend on, nothing immigrant related comes up the whole episode. Yes. And for someone just listening the first time, they have expectation. For people who have been on board the whole time, they get it. Yes. But a new person be like, this has nothing to do. With the name. With any. Yeah. It's very confusing, right? So I came up with these three questions. Okay. Okay. This is obviously the first one's kind of geared toward guys, but I think as an Egyptian, you did you get beat and did it help looking back? Yes or no? That's the first question, okay? Okay, okay. And the second question is, yeah. what's something you've only seen your culture people do?
1: Okay. Something you've only
0: seen ever Egyptians do. Yes. And a third thing is... Uh, who is like the Egyptian's rival? The one who is always the butt of the joke. The one who they're always making fun of. So that, when I asked my buddy that, he said Egypt. That's why we got into Egypt. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got. He said his boys are always talking shit about Egypt. So we had a whole back and forth. But that's the three questions, essentially. Wow. I didn't know if I wanted to present them at the end. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, Podcasts always have a twist. Everyone's got their own thing. Oh, and yeah. the, at the end of this podcast, we all do handstands and... And shake our left foot because we need a thing. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's but, like, okay,
1: now let's do our ritual or whatever. Exactly, yeah. exactly.
0: But I just wanted to right out the gate because I still am calibrating this. Yes. Right out the gate, tell you those three things. Yeah. And literally, uh, now that they're out, it'd be pretty weird to not answer those. Yeah, now I got to answer them. Um,
1: okay, so I just want to talk about uh, youngest child privilege for a second.
0: Okay, let's go for it. The
1: fact that I am the youngest of five kids. So,
0: uh... No, you don't get touched.
1: Yeah, like, my parents are tired. Okay, let me tell you. They're like, bitch, in. I was an accident. I told you this, right? Did I ever tell you this? Wow. Right? Stage. To be... My mom got pregnant Admitted. with me while on an IUD. Literally has a 0.01% chance You're literally
0: passing. a case study. You know yeah, that, right? I know.
1: I swear to God. I swear to God. Mama was like, you know, when Rabbena wants something to happen, <laughs> it happens, all right? And then I was like, oh... So, I'm a miracle? She's like, I was thinking more along the lines of a test.
0: <laughs> and I was like, okay, thanks, mama.
1: Literally, like, white people go to the extreme ends of the earth to hide that their kids are an accident. Yes. Arabs, like, they brag about it. They're like, I didn't even want sad, ma- I still don't want her. <laughs> You're just like, okay, mom. <laughs> right? So, my mom, like, she was, I think my mom still had one kid with a nanny. Do you understand? Five? Too much. yeah. yeah, yeah she tapped yeah. out. She tapped out after number three for sure. Um, so, like, the youngest two, we kind of just, like, raised each other. So my older siblings would, like, watch us. So my parents were, like... "Is there a big gap? Yeah. There's 14 years between me and the oldest. Okay, and okay. And 12 years between me and the other. Um, so my parents just, like, yeah, they never... I think they would... They probably, like, beat us. It's so funny because when I say this in therapy... I'm like, uh, yeah. Oh, we
0: got to talk about therapy too. Yeah, no, I love, uh, we I love the about, idea of therapy. Yeah. Ther- I'm going to learn about therapy today. I was
1: a freaking li- <laughs> Lee I am literally the therapy like converter. Like I will convert all of you into therapy. It's my favorite thing. But when I was like saying it, I was like, yeah, I think I used to get beat. But it was probably like in the early years of my life where like I don't really remember. And the therapist is like traumatized. She's like, that's even worse because those are... Like the years where you're actually forming your self concept, yeah, yeah, Where you're yeah. developing the trauma and all that stuff. So, but she, I thought, does she do
0: something, Salma? Do you realize what you just said? Does she do a lot of that? I imagine that's <laughs> half of therapy. Is that's really interesting? Repeat that.
1: No, no, no. The movie. Repeat in- <laughs> that.
0: That's that's literally what I think therapy is.
1: Literally, my therapist. <laughs> um, is my therapist is so sassy? Like she will literally just be like. That's even or like she'll just like call things out. She'll just like say whatever. She's like bitch,
0: that's normal. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> like yeah. what the fuck?
1: <laughs> or or I'll see like in her facial expression. Like one time I got in a fight with my parents. Like uh, like it was literally two years ago, and my dad like said something. Like he basically said like intihmar or like "haiawena" or something. As
0: one does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And then and then my therapist's face like dropped, and I was like, no, 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 normal, no, that's so
0: normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, like intihmar is like you little shit, and like yeah. for a parent. Like a a Canadian parent to be like that
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah But it literally means you're a donkey
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely (laughs) But nobody in this culture will ever refer to like livestock You know? You're a sheep's foot (laughs) You know? They're past that here They're just down to just like Yeah Just unpleasantries Like, hey, cut that out, you little duber Maybe they'll make up a (laughs) word or something That's
1: so true Yeah, so I think like I definitely did get hit Uh, And then I think that It probably stopped when I was like early in the years, and then it was it was just like sporadic after that. Uh,
0: Do you ever remember getting hit, or do you ever? So you got hit very early. Yeah. So you can't. Can you weigh whether it was a pro or con? Is just part of childhood in the distance, right?
1: It's part of childhood in the distance. It probably did fuck me up to be honest, because like reading about psychology now and how kids like. Formulate their self concept and their self trust and all that based on like how safe the environment is around them. But this, the ones that I do remember are the ones usually from my siblings, like because my siblings, the ones raising me, also would have beat me, like, too, right? Because it's like that's what they need to know. Yeah, once
0: something gets annoying, it gets a smack, right? Yeah. That's how it goes.
1: And my siblings were so resentful because they're like, I didn't ask to raise you, like, I didn't have you. Yeah. I so
0: this? they were more aggressive than necessary, exactly.
1: I'm not your bird. <laughs> You're
0: like, I just wanted salt.
1: Yeah, they didn't have like the love and the softness. Patience yeah, as a the,
0: parent's patience.
1: Exactly. So I think like...
0: By the way, I love that you're in therapy and reading about psychology. Yes. <laughs> you're like an overachiever of, the, of the mind. <laughs> but
1: I feel like anything I do, when I first started doing therapy, I like saw one there and then I started seeing like three therapists at once because I was like, mine still hasn't talked to me about childhood trauma. This seems suspicious. I literally started seeing like... Three or four therapists at the same time. But isn't this
0: breaking the bank? Yes. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. Literally.
1: And I told my friend, I was like, watch me make therapy unhealthy. Like, it's going to (laughs) happen. Like, I I literally got addicted to,
0: like, healing. You're you're out of the CIBC trying to get a line of credit. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, literally. Someone's going to talk to me about my childhood. Yeah, I'll sign. Someone's going to address this shit. This
1: was, like, fresh post-breakup, so... Uh, that's kind of why you're it. investing in self care. Yeah.
0: High level shit. That's female shit. Yeah. Uh, guys, we don't do that. We just bottle it and yeah. die of a stroke. A stroke it. 15 <laughs> years down the road. Yeah. Literally, that's what happens.
1: That's true. That's really true. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah. So,
0: so- uh, I actually, I'll just go for it.
1: Yeah, no, I was just gonna Go say for that's it. the first question. I
0: think that. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if we, I, I'm i so hyped up on therapy right now. Those questions yeah. aren't going anywhere. Yeah, they're yeah. Let's talk yeah. therapy, okay? Okay, therapy. So, do you drive what you want? You said they're not talking to me about my, child, about my childhood stuff. Yes. Does that mean you have to drive what is – or sorry, does that mean they totally drive what is discussed and you just kind of wait and hope that they bring something up?
1: It's actually the opposite. Like I think they gauge what it is you are so consumed with and what it is you are like fixated on and you can't stop talking about. And then they just go along with that. Hmm. Some of them are a little more structured and pushy where they'll be like, it's not about that. It's not about the boy. Like it's not about the guy. It's about your attachment style from when you were a child because you were abandoned so many times let's go Mm. there you know what i mean but i think in the beginning um because i started going to therapy uh over two years now like religiously Okay. Like every single week.
0: Yeah, once a week. Yes, once gotcha. a week.
1: Yeah. Um. And so at one point I was even like I would I was doing two a week because I was seeing like multiple. One of them was part of a free program though, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Which is discontinued. I've tried.
0: I've I've tried to get into the free programs. Really? Yeah. yeah they're like. It did a not work. Four or
1: five, six month waiting list. Yeah. Like someone just
0: brushed my hair softly and said, <laughs> "Sorry, buddy. Just." keep dealing with all that yeah. <laughs> and they show me the door
1: <laughs> literally therapy is so expensive it truly sucks but it's so necessary um what is the
0: average therapy like 100 bucks an hour
1: uh that's like cheap i would say that's cheap yeah average in toronto is like 150 to like 180
0: are there like celebrity therapists like everybody wants to get dr michelle glingling yeah
1: yeah. yeah, Yo, do like,
0: tell me. Who's what? the hottest in Toronto? Yo, the hottest therapist. They pull out in the fucking 9-11 turbo. They pull up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Freud. Don't
1: even kill me. Yeah, basically. Oedipus. Like, mm, they think- just
0: say syndromes and shit. And race people, you know. <laughs> Freudian. Oedipus complex. <laughs> like, ballin' therapist. Do tell.
1: Um, I think it just depends on like how many years of experience they have, then they're more expensive. And like if they have like if they're part of like a group or something, or if they have like their own a collective business, yeah. Or but, but then because like my sister went to a therapist one time and they were like on some I don't even know like 40th level or something, no, probably higher on like the Scotia Bank tower or something. And you see like the Santa, like it's just stunning views.
0: Wait. Okay. okay. Is that like, a good or a bad thing? So for So I feel
1: like probably like if if she was paying like two forty a session. It was, oh,
0: now it's like three forty.
1: Yeah, like it was probably like ninety percent of that payment it, was for the view. Oh, it's
0: elevation cost. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. We added ten dollars an hour for every floor higher we go.
1: Literally. So I think it's just like yeah, it's just but uh, some therapists that are good and you get wind of them, like being really good, they end up just mostly. Not just that they're expensive, but they're just impossible to book. Oh, Like, they don't have openings for, like, four or five months or something. Mm, Yeah. And my therapist is like that, too. There's, like, no loyalty. I'm like, why aren't you canceling everybody for me? But she books up, like, right away.
0: That's weird. If you don't have an opening for four or five months, because the idea when you get in with a therapist is that you lock them in on a recurring schedule. Yeah. So is that the first time they can take on a new recurring person? Like Or do they just have one fucking random miscellaneous opening in four months so where it's, it's like you talk for an hour and then you're yeah, just yeah, out yeah. there like hanging dry for three more months?
1: No. So the way that it works is, yeah, like essentially when you first start with your therapist. So when I first started with mine. By the way, me and Hodo and Brandon all see the same therapist.
0: All of you. Yeah. That's all of Toronto comedy is Literally seen.
1: Literally all comedians. were just like go to the same therapist.
0: I'd be so funny if like bits started coming from. It's like where'd you get that? Right. They all start coming from the same therapist. You yeah. should try this on. Stage.
1: Yeah. Right. And then I like accidentally steal like Brandon's. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So when I first saw her, I think I was like skeptical. She was also skeptical of me because I was like, oh, I'm a really, really practicing. Really religious Muslim, which is, like, how I identified at that point.
0: Okay, so she's, like, she's going to have a limit of how open you're willing to be. She's, she doesn't know how much she can help yeah. you because yeah. you're locked off in some respect. Like
1: Yeah, and she explicitly told me, like, why don't you go find, like, a Muslim therapist? And she basically said, like, there's some things I'm going to tell you that's against your what your religion says or like your own philosophy right and i was like i don't care i want to hear it like i'm so sick and tired of the muslim bubble and the muslim agenda
0: yeah it, it, you come in yeah that's that's an amazing point it, shit you're saying it's fucking me up i feel like i always have to be in control of the conversation i'm like okay wait yeah. no i yeah. want to talk i yeah. want to talk about therapy but there's two like fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all no, the shit totally you're saying it. is so on point yeah. i just want to talk about it yeah but I love the idea of her being like, look, if you want to be with me, it's going to be real. Yeah. You're like, let's go. Session one. She's like, Judaism is the right one. Yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I'm not ready for this.
1: <laughs> don't kill me. She's agnostic. So she kind of like shared with me like her opinion on that. <clears throat> um,
0: agnostic is pretty much like the government's view on COVID. Like, maybe we, we'll see what the statistics show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. But uh, so you went with her. Because you said, I'm not going to be locked out of this because of, like, a set of beliefs I'm supposed to have adopted.
1: Exactly. Like, I was, like, my whole life, I've always been, like, the good Muslim girl. I've listened to everything. I've followed all the rules. And I've found so much contradiction in the people who are teaching me the rules and the ways they practice. And it just doesn't make any sense to me anymore. And I think, like, I wanted to understand the objective human psychology of how things work and how I work, how I'm like, basically where I stand in, in this like community that I'm in and how I interact with the world and what that actually means. Um, and then, yeah. And then she asked me some questions. Like she asked me like, What's your opinion on like LGBTQ rights and all these kind of things? Cause she wanted to see like
0: How where locked I stood. in you yeah. were. Yeah.
1: And like obviously I'm a very like open, progressive, liberal person. She just pulls
0: out bacon and starts eating it slowly. <laughs> you got a problem with this? <laughs> She's right? rubbing pepperoni on her but face. I, but
1: I think I actually see any
0: issues with this? Yeah.
1: But I think I actually gave her like the Muslim scripted answer or whatever gotcha. that I thought like I had to answer. And then and that's a really big thing I learned in therapy is like I had this, like, I would identify as being a certain person when in actuality, I was way more liberal, way more progressive, way more open-minded, way more chill, you know? Um, And so she would just be like, You are like literally doing all these things. Like it doesn't make sense. Like your best friend's like a lesbian. Like, you're a living contradiction.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, So it kind of like helped clarify to me who I was.
0: Because there was a shame in it. I was the same exact thing. There's a shame in that. I I, I've told the story before, but like this is an example of how extreme that gets. I work with a guy, love this dude, he got me the job but very rigid Muslim view on gay people. Yeah. I remember I worked with him. He's an engineer. Yeah. And, when, and whenever the topic of gay people come out, yeah. he would have a visceral, angry response. Honestly? And I would be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would be like, how can you be this angry? Like, how can you be that against it? And he literally was like, Abbas, it's in the book, was his response. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's in the book. How are you going to fight me on this, dude? It's in the book. Oh, my God. So, like, that is... Pretty much kind of like where you were before you were like, oh, that's not actually how I think at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't definitely that extreme. Like I was I was actually in a place where I was very supportive and I and I was very empathetic and I saw all their perspective and I agreed with everything like them deserving the same rights, etc. But I just couldn't like reconcile it like with with what I thought the religious teachings were. So, So I was like trying to say like, oh, I don't know, like. You know, whatever, like everything is a decision. Like I was kind of, I was trying to like mask it with. That. I was
0: exactly the same way. I was yeah. raised super religious. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. So my technique for yeah. whenever something came up where I knew deep down, yeah, I didn't believe what the Quran said, or I yeah. didn't believe what the teachings were. What the teachings? I would yeah. just. I don't want to have this conversation. My bro, my buddy would be like. Dog, you really think the earth was created in like seven days? Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not having this conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whenever I would just avoid the conversation, mm-hmm. to whenever I knew that how I felt was totally contradicting yeah. how I must be.
1: Yes. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was like, so in the beginning, she, like, that's kind of where I stood. And then she was trying to suss me out, like, to see, like, you know, we, we like, and then I kind of, she's like, do you want to do this, like, on, a, on an ongoing basis and I was like I don't know I'm still like testing it out because I didn't know if I wanted to go with her and then she, she like, hit me with that same energy she's like fine I'll see if I have an opening like she hit me with that same energy so then I think I contacted her like a couple weeks later I was like hi I want to have another session and she's like next one available is like in a month and wow. then that kept happening for like three months so then at that point I was like let's just book a bunch in a row yeah, and that's yeah. how you have to do it you just book a bunch in a row and they, like, play, we-
0: they play it too yeah. I don't know if I'll have an opening for four months so you got to lock in 12 sessions right now. Yeah, right. Otherwise, I don't know if you'll be able to cope. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, literally, literally. That's how I picture it.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, let the binge eating help
0: you. So, so okay. So you get in with her, locked in. Yeah. What is, is there like a curriculum? You get into therapy. You, I'm assuming you sit in a nice chair. Yes. And you start talking or does she start talking?
1: The first, I would say two to three sessions. I talk the entire time. To The point where I was like, Selma, you're paying her, yeah, let yeah. her talk. She probably yeah. talked the last like five, seven minutes maximum, and she had to like shut me up so that she could drop. But when she talked, like she talked, you know what I'm saying, yeah, like it was like everything I was saying was just like not even Fluff. an ounce on a scale, yeah. Okay? And then she talked, and it was like banger after banger, like j- wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Like
0: <laughs> you're like, you should write this shit down, yeah. I'm like, She's like uh, I am, <laughs> yeah, right.
1: I literally. Uh, you're gonna think I'm such a dork but I've been doing therapy for what two years and like a couple of months I write I go home after each session and I write down like the entire thing I transcribe the entire thing just because like that's how I like soak it in and then I sometimes I refer back to it if I ever get like confused or like it's not even just confused it's just like logically if let's say you're like doing something that's not healthy for you in the moment like the when you talk through it you get so much clarity you get it's like so logical it makes a lot of sense to you whatever and then you're you're really empowered by that conversation and then eventually you start to like kind of soften up. You're like, well, what's the, it's not that bad. Like, let me, you got to
0: get it it while it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. So then
1: it's like, so while it's hot, I write it down and then I kind of like refer back to it whenever I get weaker or whatever. This is with anything. If I have to set boundaries with someone who's really toxic, like in, in my family, for example, or if I like have to cut off from a guy or something like that, or, um, or like, if it's just like, I'm unclear on like a certain thing, whatever. It's just, it just helps me out that way.
0: So, Let's say you're talking a lot. Yeah. What does she hit you with? She goes, I think you're blank, blank, blank. Or does she go like, does she try to dig deeper? Does she like ascertain like conclusions? Like
1: it's both. It's both. Like, so for the, since I went to her right after my breakup for like the first six months, all I did was talk about the, the guy and the whole relationship and whatever. And I think like she would just hit me with things like she'd be like, yeah, but he's taking up so much space. Like, she would make me see it in a way like I never saw it before. And then she would tell me about codependence. Like, the fact that I'm so dependent on this person. And then she would talk about, um, like, then she would be like, you know, uh, it's you, you're, And then we'd get into family. And then she'd be like, you had, like, you know, a certain dynamic in your family that was so toxic and unhealthy. And you just recreated it in this person. Mm. And it, that's why he felt like home to you. And then like, do you know what I mean? She Damn. Would, yeah. She would draw like massive, like she, she would basically take you from like, l- like being this close to the drawing and just pull you. Oh, like bird's like, eye view. Yeah. Bird's eye view. And you just see everything like so much clearer. You get like a snippet, like an insight into that. And then afterwards, the emotions and the loneliness, like all that stuff kind of pulls you back down <laughs> yeah. and then they just keep doing it. They keep like, so it takes the... Also, repetition. that
0: is the purpose of the weekly... It keeps you grounded, so to speak, like it, it, the, it, the weekly recurring thing.
1: It keeps you grounded, but also like that's how you make significant progress, right? Like in the two years that I have been going to therapy, I'll tell you the ways in which I've changed, okay. which I think is like drastic. So first of all,
0: Anybody out there wanting to go to therapy, write this shit down while it's hot.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, So I feel like I broke out of a lot of codependent relationships that were extremely toxic and unhealthy. Uh, I set hella boundaries with a lot of my family. I moved out of my parents' place permanently. Okay. Uh, And then I I moved out twice. Like I moved out and then I lived (laughs) with a roommate and then I moved out by myself.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. okay, yeah.
1: And then it's
0: I... a piggy bank. Or sorry, yeah, I said piggy bank. It was like training wheels. Yeah, like, literally. Yeah, roommate literally. and then out, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then I, like, I think I've gotten, like, a lot clearer instead of... So I used to make decisions before from a very fear-based perspective scarcity mentality perspective like i don't know anything i don't know anything and so the first thing that comes into my life i'll be like i'm just gonna cling on to this because i don't know any better i don't know what's out there i don't know who i am i don't know what anything is i'm really scared like uh, the first relationship i'm in this has to be marriage because uh, who else is gonna love me like i don't know anything else and like gotta gotta hit a milestone right away like yeah, 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 yeah. gotta get my parents off my back like i don't know like all these things i'm hearing and you know are, are been being told my whole life, which is like you're you're too loud, you're too much, like who who's ever gonna what man is ever gonna agree to be with you, whatever. whatever. Yeah, so yeah. all these things like seep in. Toxic right? shit. Exactly. Yeah. And then so now I kinda broke out of that and I'm the opposite with now where I'm like you should go around like play the field play not even like play the field has a negative connotation because everyone thinks like you're being a hoe but i mean like play the field as in just like meeting people yeah yeah get out there obviously explore. not right now
0: with covid but yeah yeah get out there get yeah, out but- there
1: explore figure out like you can only know what you want when you have met enough people and you know what you don't want
0: yeah yeah, 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 I'm like we were talking about this on uh, we did a show Lebanon yeah. benefit. Yeah, but we were talking in the back about something like this.
1: Yeah, we were saying you were saying how people don't like people do more research in the Muslim community. People do more research for the university they want to attend than the person they want to marry. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a great point. Thank God for bringing. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He said that. No, but it's true. Like I remember, like. Like, I MC weddings, so I actually have a very, like, good read on this just from a yeah. third-party perspective yeah. who is only involved at the wedding ceremony. Mm-hmm. So I see how fast these things happen. Yeah. But it's like people give way more – since they're in 10th grade, they give way more consideration. They apply to different schools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people give way more to consideration to what degree they want. What that four year period? Then the person they marry, especially in like the this Arab network community, where yeah. when you, when it is of time, you are presented the options you have via the network. Yeah. And then you you're not really dating; you're just checking out candidates. It's like a job interview process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's literally like I've seen people like I forget you were talking about someone like married like, yeah. Just th- that one person you were saying was like. um uh,
1: they get married. So they definitely. they
0: married someone they didn't even like because pretty much like their brother was like, "Hey, like, oh, why, yeah, what's wrong yeah, with yeah,
1: them?" Yeah, 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 literally. Yeah, literally. Like the the person wasn't interested at all until her brother was like, "What about him?" And then she's like, "Oh, okay." And then she basically said like, "Well, I'm not gonna talk to him unless it's in an official capacity because I'm tired of men like always leaving." So we better get engaged.
0: So I'm not even gonna fuck with learning who he is until we they signs the paper yeah like the, what?
1: i was like you went from like not even wanting to give him the time of day to being like okay fine but if i give him the time of day like marriage i don't get it
0: that's the person you need to hook up with your therapist quick oh, right?
1: <laughs> i need to hook everybody I, like if i had the power and the choice Yo, and the if
0: everybody. i had the money i would i literally actually was like so many people i admire who yeah. successful people yeah have said it was beneficial. Yeah. So just with an open mind, I was like, oh, let me do it. I'm in Toronto. There, sh- there has to be a free thing. Yeah. Toronto's always like, mental health, mental yeah, health. Yeah, yeah. So there has to be a free thing, right? Yeah. There isn't. Yeah. There isn't. I'm like, what the fuck?
1: The one I went to was called Brief Psychotherapy for Women at the Women's College Oh, Hospital. that's, yeah,
0: for women, for so sure. Just for
1: women, yeah. yeah but they then they, they just canceled that.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. That's not in the budget anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they got to fucking, they got to... Uh, uh, they, they shifted fight, the budget like, to horse feed so all those cops can walk around on fucking horses <laughs> shit all over Toronto's the only place you could see a big pile of shit on the street and just yeah. think like just miss the cops yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like there's no guy following and cleaning this shit up and they're ticketing you for littering right or they ticket you if you don't pick up after you're is dog what is this the, oh, I saw a black cop walking on a horse and he wouldn't even make eye contact with me he it even looked like he was like what the fuck am I doing <laughs> he was off the like, what the, what is this? What is the point of this? He's like, I just, I it's don't
1: know. It's so weird. They just, like, take them out for a stroll.
0: I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, yeah. it's a symbol. I don't know if it's because of, like, Great Britain, monarchy. The Probably. queen. We Probably. love the queen. I don't know Probably. if it's in that. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. I don't get it. It's fucking like, cut that shit out. Yeah. Imagine if they cut out the whole horse department. Imagine, <laughs> for hypothetically, for they defunded the horse department <laughs> and and just made like a fucking mental health thing. Yeah. That's so funny. They don't have it. And yeah. oh, they love to wave that flag of mental health. Yeah. Every second bus ad says, don't kill yourself.
1: Yeah. Mental but health. But it's like,
0: okay, so, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's no back end. It's yeah. just front end the vi- so they see, look like they're progressive and all that. Yeah, and there's yeah, nothing yeah. in the back to actually support.
1: Yeah. There's some there's some hacks that I can share uh, that I've, I've learned on the streets. Okay. Um, so first of all. When they ask
0: you the question, are you having thoughts of hurting yourself? <laughs> you answer that with a hard yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically, if you go to your family doctor and say like, I'm having thoughts of like depression, anxiety, which like. Who in this entire I have, world? I have, I have done that. Who in this entire that? world has
0: not? No, should, I have done that, and I still didn't get there.
1: They didn't. They're refer like, you. we
0: have a social worker in the clinic who you can talk to, and then I did. Yeah. Because he was like, she was like, Susan's actually down the hall. It was like all oh, one day.
1: Yeah. And then that's it.
0: And then I went to Susan, and she's like, so just, what's on your mind? And I just talked for a little bit, and then I left, and I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. She was just a random lady. <laughs> in the same building And I left yeah. Like it didn't seem There was no dynamic Of a professional Yeah yeah Like yeah. therapist There was no like mm.
1: usually, There was none of
0: the, I didn't feel like I was in the presence Of a professional
1: Yeah yeah yeah
0: Of the mind
1: Usually they Like so social workers I guess are a little different Than psychotherapists too But usually like they would put you with like students or something like that like student psychologists or student social workers or student like uh psychiatrists even like the they're practice.
0: like maybe you should listen to those thoughts and then the and then the actual <laughs> the prof goes no 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 don't don't no no, no. <laughs> Stephen, think about that oh oh yeah you're right maybe don't listen to those thoughts <laughs> like as students like <laughs> they're learning room yeah now Stephen. Don't you want to tell her something interesting from unit three? Oh, yeah. Okay. So how are you? You know, like how does that go down?
1: No, like they're in training. They still have to get their hours. So they would be on their own. But then I think they just like receive. They, they have to share their notes, I think, with their superior. And they just like receive feedback and stuff that way.
0: All I know is when I lived in Detroit, I I was I, I wanted to save money, so I went to the University of Detroit Mercy to yeah. get my teeth. I needed teeth work, yeah. so I went to the dental school, yeah. and the dental students would fix my teeth, and they would do shit, and then they would have to wait for the approver at every step. It'd be a three-hour thing. That's 30 minutes at a normal dentist. I'm just sitting there with 48 chairs, just fucking—we're just waiting— so is the guy coming? Yeah, he's just with another couple chairs. He'll just be a couple more minutes. Like that's how I, I imagine this therapist. Like he's just rooms of people getting therapy and the real therapist. Everything going good in here? Yeah, we actually had a question about suicide. If you could come in for a second. She tried to kill herself six times. Yeah, I'll just I'm just gonna check with room six and I'll be right back. All right. Like what the fuck? how was- oh,
1: So I don't even honestly, you even if you've never been to a therapist ever. And you have no experience talking to a therapist, you will know when they're good.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I knew...
1: You knew she was not.
0: She was not even in the capacity of that. Yeah. She was just someone who's like a helpful ear. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and nothing against her. Her name wasn't even Susan, but yeah. nothing against her. It's just not what I was looking for.
1: Exactly. Like, some people do look for a soundboard. Other people... Uh, like a it, soundboard, that's good. I like yeah, that. like other people... Uh, and honestly, the most important thing in your progress in therapy is the therapy client relationship.
0: Yeah, I would, uh, of course, that because you're going back for that person. Exactly. You know, like, like for the progress you guys are doing.
1: And I was like reading this paper. It's like a research paper about uh having narcissistic parents and then how you become a co-narcissist because you your whole life you had to cater to them and basically this paper says that the for people for children of narcissists the therapy patient relationship is actually the most beneficial ever because to you the therapist kind of um signifies an authority figure who is like safe and you need that yeah and you've never experienced that ever and it's kind of like just by seeing them and them, like, forgiving you and not giving into your protest behavior and not showing any sort of narcissism, that in and of itself is healing. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, you don't even realize, but... It, the, and, and basically, that paper says that. Therapy, healing
0: at 180 an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, uh, that's an expensive healing. That's but the yo, only caveat. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> yeah. But it's you like, want to heal, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just bang <laughs> at the reception. Right. I only have 160. Oh, I thought you wanted to heal. Oh, I I guess I could put it on the credit card.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? My family hates that I go to therapy because they're all just like... Just talking about us
0: <laughs> yeah yeah they
1: they just like think i'm changing so much yeah uh, and they're like my values are changing drastically from theirs and they're very uncomfortable about that so they all like spread rumors among themselves like you know salma can't even afford it she she you're she, she's addicted to therapy they told me that <laughs> they're like you're addicted to therapy i was like <laughs> what i'm addicted to like processing my thoughts and <laughs> like gaining clarity it's so
0: funny to be going to therapy and then on the outside of therapy the reason you go to therapy, that group of people is being yeah. like, you're addicted to this. Yeah, it's just literally. like, the, that, that is the justification for continued therapy.
1: Literally. You're feeling
0: good And it's yeah. like You're addicted to this shit Yeah You're nothing without it You're
1: like fuck Well they, they take it as a direct offense Right yeah. One of th- the best ever Was when I ordered this book Called uh, Children of the Self Absorbed <laughs> um, How to cope with uh, Like Basically having like Narcissistic parents I hope you had a gift wrap And my wrapped. dad opened it <laughs> And he's like looking at me And I'm looking at him And he's looking at me And I'm looking at him <laughs> ah. It's like It's not me Where it's like the two The two black guys yeah yeah yeah, each other. yeah 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 <laughs> and then he just gave it to me and i was like thanks
0: he's like he just gave it to you he's like i'm not self-absorbed <laughs> and then yeah, he just right? walked off his head low,
1: baba <laughs> it's literally, not like that literally it's like i can't even pretend like it's about something i'm like it's not about your parent like other parents like,
0: that's yeah not- essentially that's probably yeah. why you have to move out i just can't have people <laughs> intercepting these book titles anymore exactly yeah. I was like
1: you know what for the next narcissism parent narcissistic book i'm getting <laughs> i just gotta be on my own um Yeah, and then I think, like, overall, over the last, like, two years, uh, it's just, like, calmed me down a lot as a human being. Like, I think things are, like, much calmer, much clearer. Uh, I'm just, like, much more chill. Um, Things don't have, like, severe control over me anymore. Um, And I, I read people so much better. Dang. So much quicker. It's, like ridiculous like i used to go into because now i see my own flaws so yeah. now i can see the flaws of other people
0: my right? problem was i could only see other people's flaws. Really? <laughs> no i mean not right now but i'm saying like i was i came up in like a similar type of uh environment yeah so it's like i would i was always chasing like uh perfectionism yeah which isn't a thing you can chase. For your own self? For my own self. Same, yeah. So, hating on, I would always have like hates, yes. belittling, judgmental thoughts outwardly all the yes. time. Yes. Look at that. They're Same. like this. They're like this. And it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And you're not ever really bringing it back in. Because
1: those conditions were placed on you. Like you can only be loved at best yeah. if you are smart, <laughs> if you're academically succeeding, uh. if you're religious, if uh. you're praying, if right, yeah, exactly. If you're, you listen to your mom, if you're obedient, if you're calm, if you're quiet, if you're uh, financially contributing, if you're whatever, whatever the conditions are. If you, if you're, if you're fit, uh, if you look good, <laughs> like whatever, all these conditions. So then you put them on yourself.
0: You're right And that's what oh I saying. Oh my did. god Yeah Now should I just Email transfer you 180 <laughs> Or do you do, Couldn't put out a payment plan <laughs> No but that's how our parents No 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 are. But you're so right You're yeah. so right yeah. And it's still Like I'm saying It's still something I'm gonna do Now I'm gonna back off Looking Cause I haven't Ever since I failed To find a free one yeah. I backed off completely But
1: didn't the government Just approve like a huge Funding for uh, therapy from like for people Who are anxious or depressed But I don't know When that's gonna kick in
0: I don't know about Any of that stuff And it's like I feel like they prioritize. One. Th- I, yeah. The, nap- the point the is, I will just. Uh, I'm almost like self-diagnosing with a lot of stuff. I read a lot about other stuff. Yeah. But I. But I also recognize you can only do so much by yourself. Yeah. So I'm literally just gonna wait till my money is right and then.
1: Perfect. Yeah. 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 That's a great plan. Cause yeah, it's exactly that. Like you can read about concepts and everything, but only when you're like sitting with a therapist, do they actually dive in through like the memories or the experiences with you. And then break it down and like tell you what to do and kind of like walk you through it. And it's basically like having, you know, like a someone who's really experienced and to coach you through these like emotional moments and stuff to actually like unburden yourself.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, the way I look at it. There's a lot of like as you get older, you do like your brain is like a computer. Yeah. And like your childhood is like your version one software. Yes. And as you get older, you do software updates, software updates. And you're like on a version 10 software now. But some of that version one shit is still... Is still down there 100%. and it creeps up at like times that I don't want and times I can't even control. Yeah. And that's the shit that I'm like, okay. I feel like therapy will be able to help me deal with that. Because all that's that... your
1: foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah. Like it's like I can't I feel like I'm so much better, improved as a person. Yeah. But that shit is still under. It's not a complete it doesn't delete these versions and install a new one.
1: Exactly. You just yeah.
0: build over it, exactly. filter and build and build and build.
1: Yeah. Can did I ever tell can I tell you this um Onion analogy that like Please. I learned. Okay. If you paid
0: 180 for it, I'm <laughs> down.
1: <laughs> yeah, this one and I read it in a book too afterwards, which is I'm gonna give you some suggestions after this, since you like Hello. said that you read. But okay, so basically, um this is kind of like how we develop like psychologically. So as a child, you are your newborn baby, you're divine you're like untouched. Basically, you're untraumatized, okay? You're just like a baby. You don't have any like trauma or anything.
0: A newborn child bears no sin.
1: Yeah, I new- heard that
0: in an anime one time. Really? It was great. Okay, that's
1: literally yeah, a newborn child divine just like nothing. That's like the just like the dot of the onion, okay? And then um things start to happen to you when you're a child that you internalize as shame, okay? And uh, shame is like toxic. Shame is like the most important term you'll learn in, in therapy, which is just like it's the belief that you are inherently a bad person. Not that you did something bad, but that you are bad. Gotcha. OK, like okay. there's like there's something wrong with you. You're like unworthy, etc. as opposed to like like, for example, if you run a red light. You're not going to be like, oh, my God, I'm a criminal. Like, I'm a bad person. You're just going to be like, oh, I did something that's, like, against the law. Whoops. Yeah. Right? But some situations, like uh if let's say like when i was growing up if i ever like disappointed my parents or if i ever like missed prayer if i ever did this and that or if i ever like did something like with like a boy or drugs or anything like that i never did anything but i'm just like saying then then i would say and then and then you would get caught and you get yelled at by your parents you get shamed for it then you think oh my god i'm a bad person for doing this yeah you don't feel like the emotional turmoil and the way you internalize it is very different than how you would internalize running a red light and what that means about you as a human being, right? Yeah. Right? So that's what shame is. Like when you mm. believe that you yourself are a bad human being. So as a child, you don't have the, the logical ability to be able to discern your actions from who you are. So you actually internalize almost everything that happens to you as shame. For example, like if you're two years old and you run to your mom and you're like, mama, look, I just drew this. And your mom's like so tired coming back from work after a long day. And she's like, "Oh my god, I best just leave. I'm tired." Yeah. You're not going to be like, "Oh, mom is tired." Okay. You're going to like your heart is going to sink and you're going to be like, "Mom doesn't want to talk to me." Yeah, hey, right? Me because I'm a bad person. Shame. 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 You're just going to internalize On that On you. As shame. Yeah. As a child, you your mom or like your mom could die and you would still internalize that as shame. You'd be like, "If mom it's loved like you so fault. much." Yeah, she, yeah wouldn't. she wouldn't have left. You know, like, it logically makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But as a child, you don't have that the ability. world
0: uh, revolves around you. Exactly. So whatever's happening outside is a result of, of your actions you or who you worth. are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So then you start to, like, internalize that as shame. And then you start to develop defenses as a child to make yourself feel better. Either you start crying or um, <clears throat> you start being, like, the, the really good girl. You start being a perfectionist. And
0: then biting the shit. I had. I was a perfectionist with the biggest nail biting problem. Oh my god! And the most like anxiety for like twenty years. Yeah, you You become
1: a worrier. Yeah, Yeah. you become really anxious. Or you become. You uh, you start. You go hit other kids. That makes you feel better. Uh, I was hitting them too. Yeah, whatever gets like gets you attention. I'm fucked
0: up. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. You'll
1: do all those things or you're like the overachiever you and you could be uh, multiple a lot of these things, right? And then eventually those like coping mechanisms turn into like your sub personalities like that you just become the class clown.
0: Yes, or you're an aggressive person.
1: Or you're an aggressive angry person all the time or you, you're like the hero star child, or you're like, you know, the martyr, you're like the scapegoat, whatever, like you're all these, like you can be any of these things. And those are your sub personalities. And then an extreme manifestation of yourself, like if your sub personality takes over your real personality, um, as in like, you're feeling extra shame, and then you just lean into your sub personality more, the most extreme manifestation of that is addictions. So then you become you start to develop addictions. Oh. Like addictions on um anything like substances. whatever substances, alcohol, porn, sex, food. Therapy. Uh therapy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, shopping, like yeah. stuff like that. And so all of that, like you've created now like all like this huge like onion, whatever, all of that, like the whole purpose of those addictions is to stop you from feeling shame. Huh. Yeah. So, like, on the day-to-day, like, we're, we, we do have shame. Like, so what therapy does is it kind of, like, goes all the way back into your childhood as much as you're able to, to, like, really unpack a lot of your memories um, that you that you carried with you that were really painful, where you faced, like, abuse or injustice, abandonment, whatever. And then they really help kind of, like, they, they make you... Put into perspective. Yeah, or they make you, your adult self, talk to your younger self. In that mm, moment.
0: Damn. Yeah. I bet saying, the tears come at that time. Oh my God. That's the that's only when the tears thing come.
1: that makes me cry. <laughs> yeah, just
0: whole, like, right, yeah. Just hold on. All ah. right. It's going to be good. Just hold on. Like
1: picturing younger Sanma <laughs> yeah. because you're so grateful to your child self because they got you here. Yeah. Yeah they, yeah, really, yeah. they really made you get through it. Like even though they developed unhealthy coping mechanisms, it's the best you could have done in the environment you were in.
0: Because you like who you are now. Yeah. So you can't change any of that. You can't change any of the ingredients that got you here. Yeah. But you can't deny that some of the things that got you here were not the best. You know. Yeah.
1: And your child self is still with you right now. Like your mm. child self will come out in moments where you're triggered. Like if if you are have like a fear of abandonment or you're you're, you're triggered or someone does something, you start to act up. Your anger like takes control of you or whatever. It's because your child self is so resentful from all the times they were abused and taken advantage of when they were younger. So they'll like blow the situation out of proportion right now so that the idea of therapy is to kind of like really heal and 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 kind of like send away your younger self like go back and give them everything that they want. It's kind of like the analogy that they give in therapy is like it's kind of like you have like a five year old child with you that's like everywhere and instead of throwing them at everyone. And being like, take care of her, take care of her. She has all these needs. Like, she wants attention, validation. She wants love, whatever. You are the one who takes care of them and then just kind of, like, lets them go so that they're not controlling you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like a huge leap forward milestone for you, just, like, your ability to succeed in this life. It it, it uses your mind and your upbringing as an asset rather than a liability, you know? Yes, yeah. Because I feel like we're just out here. We have all these liabilities. We just got here. Yeah. And we're just a, a sum of all of those, like, separate parts. Yeah. But, like, things like that, like um, therapy, like a whole, we'll say, package of therapy. So a lot of sessions. Yeah. That shit puts all that shit into perspective. Yeah. And it literally lets you, it lets you own It lets you know, in this situation, I'm going to act my default self wants is going to do this. I see it in advance. Yeah. And you can act at a different way. Like you can use that.
1: Yeah. And everybody has triggers, right? And everybody has tendencies and everyone has protest behaviors. Like every time you tend to get triggered, are you going to like, you know, overly, overly compensate or are you going to like, you know, be extra, like, bitchy or something. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, And especially... We could in,
0: change that shit.
1: Yeah. And especially in relationships, because the level of intimacy that you feel in a romantic relationship um, mm-hmm. is paralleled by none other than the intimate relationship that you felt as a child with your mom. So that whatever dynamic you had back then, like, if you had a secure relationship with your parents... Then you tend to have a more secure relationship with your partner but if you had parents that uh kind of like abandon you and you didn't have a really secure relationship then you either tend to be very anxious attached like you you really cling on to your partner a lot or you tend to be avoidant, where you're like you distance yourself every time you get too close or too vulnerable like it's Mm -hmm. scary for you and so uh even socially like women i think tend to be a little more anxious attached than men because uh, women are always told like you gotta lock down a man, you gotta lock down a man yeah, biological yeah, yeah. clock, biological clock. Whereas men are always told like ah don't let her tie you down, play the field, like you're still young, like do your thing, right? But um, like basically the uh, and then the idea is like that you can kind of... once you're aware of like your attachment style. Also, another partner can enhance or really like make your attachment style better if you're if you're with a secure partner usually you end up kind of becoming secure yourself. But if you're like, if I'm with an ab- avoidant partner, oh my God, my anxious attachment will just like explode.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Just because like you're not getting what you need. Yes. And not- so it's making your shit spiral.
1: Exactly. And so I read this book. I just finished it called attached. It's so good. It talks all about this. And, uh, that was one of the first things I learned in therapy, by the way, that I'm like extremely anxious attached, or at least I was in that. like Yeah. At that time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Basically, the book says, like, 50% of people are secure attached and then others are, like, avoided or anxious. And then it says, like, that uh, – and, okay, so you know when you watch, like, Indian matchmaking or, like, our community, they always say things like – Oh, you're just assessing the compatibility of two people. But oftentimes, the compatibility that they're assessing is very outwardly like the job that the person does. Like, it's it's based on a
0: doctor goes well with a teacher.
1: Yeah. It's based (laughs) on like maybe lifestyle. It's more so like based off of like just credentials. But nobody is assessing, which is the importance of dating, in my opinion, nobody is assessing like the intimacy compatibility of these two people emotionally because you don't know yet. You how do you find out like if you're emotionally intimate like compatible intimate uh, in intimacy through the actual dating?
0: Do they do those like Myers-Briggs style? Do they have a, their own test to find um, out like where you are in the spectrum of avoidant or either secure or avoidant? Yeah, or... the book
1: the book uh, asks you a lot of questions. Yeah. Like it'll say like what do you tend to do in this? What do you tend to do with that? And they give a lot of like concrete examples and stuff. Um and but and then they tell you like what you would tend to do if you get um like, if you're calling all the time and then he doesn't answer, like, your protest behaviors would then be, like, you give him the silent treatment or you, whatever, you, like, don't really say anything straight. Like, you become passive aggressive. Like yeah. You do all these oh, there's
0: things. techniques in the book. Well, no, it tells you, Oh, like, this is what you would do if you were this classification. Gotcha. This what you say, gotcha. what we should stay away from. And gotcha, you gotcha. Instead.
1: Like, say it straight up or, or whatever. And then, um, but, yeah, like, basically the book talks, like, it kind of, and I I already on my own was, like, reframing my whole idea of dating which before like i used to go into dating and just be like okay how do we make it work like we just need to make it work like
0: <laughs> yeah. we're just
1: gonna we're just gonna make it like it's gonna happen or like how do i get this person to like how do i lock this person down yeah, right yeah. now like the book says that you're not trying to like get anyone with dating you're just trying to figure out if they can meet your needs emotionally right if you're the type of person who you have to check in with someone like daily you have to talk call them daily you want to spend a lot of time with them and then another person like just can't do that they want to be alone on the weekends whatever Then and and that to you that makes you anxious obviously every person is different then like you should know that and recognize that early on and just be like this person's like not gonna give me the like they're not gonna be able to fulfill my needs yeah, yeah, yeah okay right okay. and then it says like there, there's a really big difference between intimacy incompatibility and like external problems happening to the couple, right? Like if you as a couple, you're facing problems like externally. Yeah, you're getting that's evicted. That's normal. That's
0: a different thing. Yes, yeah. that's yeah.
1: different than like you, he doesn't want Chapter to be the same bed as you after sex or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, like there's there's actual problems yes. that. That can be handled. Yes. And there's exterior circumstances that drive a reaction that is, it doesn't matter where you are in the spectrum. Yeah. You know, someone's, uh, your partner's, uh, family member died. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's an outside circumstance that has its own reactions, like outside of like being this or that. Yes. But the shit that happens internal, Yeah, the clashes, mm-hmm. that's just a result of being, uh, the type of A, you need an A yeah. and you have a B. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. It
0: seems like it. I'm I'm just regurgitating what you're telling me. Yeah,
1: no, no. And and basically like what it when people always say like, "Oh, every relationship needs compromise, compromise." It like that only applies to like, I don't know, like logistical things, like things that are not about like the foundational intimate like intimacy needs, you know? And and then they but they do talk about people who let's say are avoidant anxious who are in a relationship in the long run. So, like, let's say 20 years these people have been together. And it's that same problem I told you about where, like, she wants to spend her weekends with him and he always wants to be left alone on the weekends. Yeah. So they just basically suggest, like, instead of you every single week fighting with him and always getting disappointed, just, like, adjust your expectations. Like, just be like, okay, he's never going to hang out with me on the weekends. So on the weekends, make your own plans and just be like, peace out. I'm going to be with the girls, right? Okay, yeah. So they advise that, but then...
0: But at the same time, it seems like the real advice would be, like... But
1: then what they say, they say, you know... Some people choose to stay in relationships uh, because they look for different things in marriages. Like some people just want a, to a lock person it down, get, a lo- uh, get along with and just have children. That's their expectation. That's fair. Right. But then they say, like, if you're in the early dating stages and you're noticing these incompatibilities in the intimacy, it's needs, not going to get better. Yeah. They're like, bro, just get out of there. It's not <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Like, staying. And to me, that's so eye opening because. I find that most of the couples and marriages I know are extremely incompatible. And like maybe what the other person, but based on what I'm looking for. So maybe to other people, it's normal that they fight with their partner like six times a week. Or it's normal that they have to like, you know, just like sacrifice a lot of their independence for the security of their husband's like ego. But like for me, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's and then brings about the conversation of like, what is happiness and fulfillment for you? You know, and to me, like, just to have the name of being in a relationship and the name of like having a husband, but then the quality of my life is like cut short in so many corners.
0: Oh yeah, that's not who's fulfilling. you're not winning at all. Yeah, that's
1: not happiness to me. Okay, yeah, I win in front of people that I don't know, but but that goes
0: to show you people when people don't unpack just how much of their decision making is to appease a social pressure. Yeah, they end up like that. Yeah, and they'll exactly. never be able to address the fact that hey, maybe like. Divorce still has a shame around it. A, a huge shame. You got to give it a good, honest try. Like, yes. it'd be like, hey, we're clearly this isn't working out, but we got to give it a couple more years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that people are literally going through that mindset, yeah. which that- is the dump. We, we knew this before we even like tied it up. And okay, tying it up didn't fix anything like we had like our like pipe dreams, right? Yeah. Yeah. But now we got to give it a the the 5 years or whatever it is before exactly. we can get up before it's shameful on our families. For
1: sure. Which is
0: the most fucking retar- that's the stupidest mindset ever. It's, it's so your life. Stupid. It's your it, life. Yeah,
1: exactly like who's going to be the one like married to this person, right? And it's like, yeah, it's so wild because uh and if you don't explore around enough and you don't know like the the book gives a lot of examples of relationships that in the beginning there's like small red flags and then they overlook it and they ignore it they hope it's gonna get better and then it just escalates to like the most toxic abusive relationships ever and they're just like you need to recognize these red flags from the get-go and I think like that's uh it's so funny because I, I like I have a friend who came out of she literally got married to someone within like a span of two months was already married to him and then, it was like, and he, he was like, like it was like long distance too, like they weren't living together. And then eventually, <laughs> what those Skype
0: marriages, huh? Yeah, right. Like,
1: well, he's in the states and stuff. So she would go see him, but then, like, eventually, they, um, they got divorced, and then, like, she. Basically like within the process of like getting divorced already start dating again. Yeah. Like, this person like had n- has never been like single for like 5 minutes. And so she's already dating again dating this new guy and at this every day she's like calling me and telling me about how she can't believe she missed all the red flags in like with her ex she can't believe she missed the red flags why didn't she see the red flags sooner i can't believe she did act on even though she knew everything and then i told her and whilst simultaneously missing all the, the red flags red with flags. the new guy yeah yeah and i'm like this is why it's so hard you always ask yourself in hindsight why didn't i see the red <laughs> flags why didn't i leave because in the beginning you're like you try and convince yourself like no i don't have enough information yet to leave, Like, I don't have enough information yet. Let me just, like, stay a little. Yeah,
0: bit. you're just saying you're just... erring on the side of ignorance. Exactly. I mean, Let me just stay in this. Let
1: me just keep projecting my yeah. fantasy and, like, yeah. see, like, hope that they, like, grow into it or whatever. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because all your family wants is for you to get married, right?
1: Exactly. So it's,
0: like, definitely staying in it. All of them are appeased.
1: Yeah. So it's like,
0: yeah, yeah yourself, you know. It's like yeah, that type yeah. of mentality, yeah. which is just—it's not prioritizing your own life first. It's like we're saying people put more thought into school, which school they'll choose yeah. and degree they're gonna get. Yeah, it's IMC like, weddings, man. I I'll fucking—I I'll go to like brown people. I will yeah. do some brown people weddings, and Arabs are like no better. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking to the groom, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, her, 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 her cousin. He's gonna say something. It's uh." So something he doesn't even know her cousin like they don't they just met. Yeah. There's like no (laughs) knowledge of the direct family of the indirect right outside. Like this is very quick. Yeah. Everyone's just no one knows really anybody's name. Yeah. It's like I'm talking to them on the wedding night, and they're like, I'm like, do you wanna do A or B? And they're like, Yeah. "Uh, I mean, it's like, damn, this happened fast as fuck. Right? You know know
1: what I'm here for, though? I'm here for the Muslims who were so sheltered, so protected growing up, rushed into these marriages, got divorced, and then were like, fuck the rules. And just, like, basically... Just came out of it like a dragon, like rising from the ashes. You've seen that? Yeah, I've seen that enough. Because they're like,
0: I did, it's literally like I did everything right. Yes. I did everything everything you wanted. Exactly. And it just fucking led to turmoil. So, fuck that.
1: Yeah, fuck that. I'm living my own life. I'm figuring out what I want. I'm figuring out what my values are.
0: And all I'm saying is, you don't gotta get to that crash burned fucking dis- site of the plane crash destruction yeah. before you can say that. Be exactly. Like, you know, you can veer <laughs> the plane away from the ground way before the point of the crash. You exactly. know.
1: Exactly. Can we talk about this like cognitive distortion that Muslims and like Arabs have though, which is this concept of a scoreboard. Like you think that the reason why they don't break bad until after everything goes to shit basically is because they're holding on to this fallacy this concept that if they still do good if they listen to everything their parents are saying which they like our parents have somehow manipulated us into th- saying thinking it's what god is saying and what god is telling us to do uh if they if god's what will- yeah, right. It's God's will. They say, well, no. They say, like, listen to me because you have to obey your parents to like obey God. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right. You're
0: not gonna get into heaven if you don't listen to me.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. really, did God just like arbitrarily decide that I have to get into med school to like get into heaven? <laughs> yeah, you know right? what I mean. Yeah. Uh, like our parents are project like no tomorrow, and so anyway, so like you, m- all these like Muslims and these Arabs think like if I um listen to my parents and i do exactly what they tell me to do mostly it's mostly like immigrants and stuff then like oh i will uh basically like god will reward me with like the best thing like someone out there is keeping a scoreboard of all the sacrifices i'm making yeah yeah all the i'll get my that i'm like you know uh, not taking that i'm not having exactly just so that It'll pay off. It'll pay off at the end, and usually the payoff we think in our minds is like gonna be like an incredible marriage, an incredible partner, and then at the end, like so, the reason why these people end up losing their shit is because then they they think that they have that, and then they and then it turns out it's not that, and then they're like, what the fuck. Nobody's keeping track put of anything. I a
0: massive investment, like exactly a twenty-year investment.
1: Because ex- a friend of mine, this is day, what I
0: got. Yeah, you know.
1: A friend of mine the other day was telling me that she would spend her night in prayer, like constantly, and would like she didn't even want to like ever look at another guy, and like she she didn't want to look at her body when she was showering because she was told shame. that was haram and yeah. shame and whatever. And so she was like, I was literally spending all my nights cashing in. On the good deeds, (laughs) thinking it'll pay off one day. And all it does is like further traumatize you and make you like an unfulfilled human who then has all of these, like in Arabic, we say, like basically insecurities where like you feel like, uh, like you know, you say like, like, or something like they, uh, this person, like they were, they have like.
0: (laughs) My Arabic's like pretty (laughs) shit.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Like basically, they haven't. Fulfilled this aspect of themselves, so they they feel like a particular insecurity in gotcha. that area. Okay, you know, uh, that's why I was like when people react so drastically to like LGBTQ rights. I'm like, bro, you're just denying yourself clearly. Yeah.
0: Like you oh yeah. When there's some, a visceral.
1: Yeah. Like a,
0: an angry. Like I'm saying. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I'm like. When you see it so angry right away yeah, you're, you're like you you how can you be that <laughs> angry yeah, where is this anger coming exactly. from Exactly
1: <laughs> but then the same thing happens with like those people like that's how you go and create like a- and then like not to introduce another therapy term but I'm introducing another therapy term is like this thing called shadow self where it's like this concept that all of the parts of you that are like untouched that you haven't like you've denied for your own self goes into like this shadow of yours, uh, where it's like in your subconscious where you then go about dealing with the world with all the things that are in your shadow self. Like, and anytime you get like a visceral reaction like that, like extreme judgment or extreme hatred towards someone or something, it usually comes from your shadow self. And the opposite is also true if you have like an extreme attraction to someone. It usually comes from your shadow self because like you're denying these things in your own self. And then if the other person is doing it, then it kind of like draws you to them. Mm, Or you get repulsed like, oh, I can't believe they're doing that. Like probably because you're denying it for your own self, you know. So I I feel like like this is a regular person's shadow self. And this is like a Muslim person's shadow self. Yeah. We just deny everything for our Yeah,
0: that's that's an amazing point.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's
0: so much shit added to the list of just general living.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like and that's why people get so butt hurt and they take it personal when someone removes their hijab. Oh. Like in the Muslim community, they just like
0: so everyone like, What like, the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, because
1: yeah. okay, if let's say the reason why the like girls are wearing their hijab is because we're taught like you're doing this as a sacrifice, you're sacrificing the attention that you would get from men or whatever for god you're you're being modest all these things like you you're, you're doing you're sacrificing and you're doing all these sacrifices for god for the hereafter whatever this is like the spiritual aspect and how it's for some reason that's how it's like taught to us so then you're like okay well I'm going to wear the hijab and all that stuff and uh it's going to get me a better life and it's going to get me a better afterlife like it's always like akhirah like you're going yeah, 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 like, will you, yeah, yeah. it's not just about the
0: now this here. is a test yeah
1: yeah, you'll have a better, a better life here and in the hereafter, right? And then, basically, like, you then see these girls who take their hijab off. And then, not only are they, like, you know, having the same quality of life as you. They're probably having a better one. <laughs> yeah. so then you lose You're- your shit. You're like, what the hell? No, that's not allowed. Like... I was told about the scoreboard, you know, and, and you basically apply your own judgment onto them thinking like, it's not fair. What they're doing is wrong. And then you start judging them. You start being like, wow, I can't believe you just gave in to like Shaitan. All,
0: yeah, all of that tone is pretty much having like that thought you're like hey these are the rules what are yes. you doing yeah you fucking rule you know what i mean yeah and you have a great bit on this that, that bit I won't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i won't redo it but that bit so funny
1: yeah it's like inspired by this but it's like it's like okay think about it because seeing COVID and the Haram police come from that is actually so trippy because it's how Muslims operate, right? But, like, it's the same with COVID. Like, if people don't wear their masks outside...
0: You say, Yom al here, <laughs> Yeah, so then you say... Judgment Day. Or, or
1: you see people hanging out without you, uh, you feel FOMO. And so... Like the the Muslim mentality shadow self would say, well, they're being reckless, and like probably one of them is gonna get COVID or like you know they're gonna cause like harm or something like that. Try and convince yourself like because you're feeling you're vulnerable. making the
0: right call. Yes, you're winning being right here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: try and make yourself feel like self righteous and you and you're right about it instead of being like mm, maybe there is a, a point to that or maybe whatever you know what I mean like and it's very interesting. I don't know what's right or wrong, but it's just like. These are the things that dictate, like, these extreme reactions in you. And and it's what makes you... Like, I've seen a friend of mine, like, you know, call the cops on people because they're hanging out and, like, do all these extreme things. And she'll be like, it's the law. It's the law. And I'm like, yeah, but also, like, there's a big emotional and psychological component to it that you're, like, projecting onto them. And the law is not necessarily always right. Like, it's changing every five minutes. You know, like, slavery used to be the law. You know,
0: it's, it's it's what you want to do. It's like you, it's like a, it's an act of vengeance yeah, via the law enforcement.
1: Exactly. And that's, that's a big thing about a lot of like the social justice, like warriors or police on the internet. A lot of them are just bullies looking for permission, you know, and it's like, they just run away with it. So I don't know, like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild, like to see a lot of these things. And obviously everything is nuanced. Every situation is like different and stuff, but uh yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, Have you
0: ever thought about being a, like a, a Muslim woman therapist? I think you would break ground there. I'm sure there's already like a bunch.
1: There's there's definitely a bunch I'm, I'm yeah. sure there's a bunch, but yeah. being
0: one of the sought after Toronto ones. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah I mean? right? That's Salma Hindi in the 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill Hijab or not live your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? I That's how my, I picture. I sent
1: my niece this meme the other day that was like, it was like me to... To, like, younger people or whatever. It's, like, do the most. Be a hoe. And I was, like, this is literally. I was, like, this is me to you guys. Like, I said to them. I was, like, this is me to them. Like, I'm always, like, pro-exploring. Like, get out there. Figure out what you want to do. Like, don't live with these shackles. Because the more you live, the more fulfilled you'll be. And the less you'll have in your shadow.
0: Yeah, hundred. it's like you're literally like that person who made it to the other side. Yeah. And they're like, the grass is not (laughs) green on this side. It was great over there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like I and that same like extending that same olive branch pretty much like I did the same thing. Played along, went with the rules, did it exactly I was supposed to. do, Ended up with the engineering degree in the engineering job. Yeah. For a year and also two years in that job and just being like. Okay, got to a point where it's like I got a nice car, I got a nice place, and yeah. all the novelty of it all wore off, mm. and that feeling of being like, okay, this this day to day, this is not for you, yeah, this is not, this is not what you're supposed to be doing, yeah, that every day grew bigger to the point you just wow. can't even ignore. To the point where, for the first time in my life, I always dismissed this is the uh, the arrogance of like. What you're saying—that yeah. arrogance of we know—if I just do it the Islam way, it's all right. Yeah. So I would never read a help self ha, health book. Yeah. I would never read nonfiction because I'm like, God, ah, they're stupid. Who's reading nonfiction? They're yeah, stupid. Yeah, I know yeah. what I'm doing. I know yeah. what I want. Mm-hmm. That was the first time my I, I was so much dissatisfaction with my career and yeah. angst. Yeah. That's the first time I ever went to get a career self help book. Okay. That was like okay. Like I started reading, being like, "How do I get rid of this feeling? There's yeah. something wrong here." Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: This I wasn't supposed to do this. Yeah. And if I look back, the answers are clear the whole way through. Yeah. But I was like, even throughout my university, I never went to class. I hate. I openly hated every class.
1: Yeah.
0: But I was just like, you I gotta just get the degree. It was
1: something you gotta do. I gotta
0: get the degree. Yeah. I said I'm doing this when I was 17, so I'm yeah. <laughs> doing it. I'm 21 now, but I'm gonna. I'm almost done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm 23 in the yeah. states doing it like. Running off the momentum of your decision when you were, well, when I was in sixth grade, you asked me what I want to be? I want to be an engineer. Because yeah. that's when my parents put in my head. Yeah. So just the echo of that into 23 from age fucking 11. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being like, I've just been making decisions off that momentum for years.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now even I'm at your like, real voice.
0: Yeah. And I got money and I was like, oh, this is not, this is stupid. So now I'm, in the same way you just said what you said, I'm yeah. on this podcast telling young people, like I've done episodes, yeah. the truth about engineering. I tell them, yo, I know you're probably getting pushed into engineering because yeah. you're listening to the immigrant section and it seems like your name is Abdullah Khalil or some shit. <laughs> you're probably going to do engineering if yeah. you're not already in it. Yeah. So let me tell you what it is, first yeah. of all, and just be equipped with that because you're going to lead yourself in a way more fulfilling path if you just ask yourself, what do I love, to, what do I do... For, in my, I love gaming I love whatever it is Think about what you love doing Yeah And at least try to Find work in that industry first
1: Yes Yeah mm-hmm.
0: Whatever it is you like doing fi- Start there mm-hmm. You know what I mean Rather than just be like I'm gonna be a doctor Or a fucking engineer
1: Yeah And it's I honestly think like 17 is so young To be making a decision That like you're gonna be Roped into For so many years Of your life And then every time Like those college scouts come Or like the university Or whatever come to your high school they're always like oh it's very easy to transfer it's very easy no it's not it's impossible it's so yeah. difficult to transfer between programs but yeah that's why like i'm pro like taking like a gap year between high school and university to like figure yeah, out yeah, what yeah. My, you want to do
0: my little brother did that my mom was going crazy he took 2 yeah. years off she thought he was never going back and shit so, yeah. i was like no it's good for him like let him see what the wor- let him see what the uh work industry is I be feel what an employee is like yeah. that's going to all drive your decision for ending up in a place you should be rather than pursuing something that you thought of. Like, how many people... And th- and I made it. I became an engineer and got an engineer. How many people, you know, pursue medicine and then just end up with a, a science degree because medical school is only the people who are driven?
1: Yeah.
0: And that's not even less than 10% of the people. It's so 90% like of them just system. end up with a bachelor's yeah. in science or... Yeah. Med- or uh, Biology, Yeah. And they're just fucking just doing a random job. And it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. that four years of what you just did. Yeah. Was for you to do medical school and medical school is never going to happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Like I have friends from high schools like, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to be a, like, I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah. that's never going to happen.
1: <laughs> like med school is really, really, really competitive and difficult in Ontario specifically. Like we only have, especially compared to the States, much harder to get into med school here. You Even if you have, like, 4.0s and, like, whatever, 90th percentile on the mcar it's still, like, a lottery system. Oh, yeah. And it you got to like, be coming
0: from the right postal code because they want people from yes. that postal code for this postal code. Yeah. There's so many little things. In fact, that's why so many people go to the fucking Caribbean. Yeah, shit. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, the conclusion. But for you to, like, read that career self-help book, like, that's really courageous.
0: Oh, I to actually I was stop and at,
1: pause and figure out like that you have that feeling.
0: Yeah, I was like 24, 25 at the time, and it could not be ignored anymore. Yeah. I just like I definitely don't like what I'm doing. I and have been think- car obsessed my whole life and I got a nice car and I just want to get rid of it now because it's a thousand dollar lease a month. Yeah. I got everything out of it. I don't want to pay a thousand dollars anymore for this car. Yeah. There's two years left. Or a year and a half left. This yeah. fucking... I feel stupid as hell. Yeah. For getting it.
1: And you didn't And feel... I don't
0: get anything out of the job.
1: Mm. And you didn't feel like... If I go to a different company or if whatever... I
0: did. Mm-hmm. So I was like... I was in Michigan. I was like, you know what the problem is? Michigan. I need to go to California. So I moved yeah. to Sanford. I moved to Silicon Valley, California. Oh, wow. okay. I worked there for almost I'm like, the problem is Michigan. If yeah. I go to California, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it wasn't. No, went I, again I went there, same sh- it was even worse over there. Wow. I, I prefer it back in Michigan. It was yeah. even worse. California is nice, but the work environment for startups, it was a nightmare. Yeah. Even worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point you can you can you can only lie to yourself up until a certain point. Yeah. And that's why I thank God I did fucking engineering. Because imagine doing medicine, getting into medical school, becoming a doctor, getting hundreds of thousands of death. So now like, you're 31 you're practicing. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, yeah. I hate this shit. Yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. that.
1: Yeah. 31, like, that's so rare. If people get in right away. It usually takes like at least three, four times tries like to get in.
0: I, I know a lot of people got in, but it's yeah. like they get in, it's three, four years medical school, two year fucking residency. And then they and then residency, especially- they send you out to Saskatchewan or some yeah, yeah. shit, right? They go to some <laughs> random corner of the earth. Yeah. Fucking fl- where flat earth flat kind of makes sense. Flat land. Yeah, flat earth makes sense where they send them. Yeah. Like, okay, all right. That- and then they come back and they're fucking. Canada, thank God that that's not so bad. But in the States, you're ruined. You know what I mean? You're ruined.
1: See, a lot of people would not follow their courage. And that's the thing I want to say about therapy and, like, self-actualization and the path to awareness and healing is that it requires a lot of courage. It requires so much work. And it's, like, there have been some therapy sessions where, like, my, like, gut was wrenching. Like, I wanted to vomit from realizing how big of an impact certain things had on me, you know, and, and how it really shaped, like, who I am as a human and how it's, like, coming out on certain things. And I feel like in your situation, you could have easily been like, okay, let me just get married to, like, escape this horrible feeling and done that instead. Like, you could have found another way to continue lying to yourself and prolong it so much longer. And then that's why people get to a point – in their life where they have a midlife crisis, where they just can no longer ignore anything anymore and everything starts to fall apart, like their families, like whatever, you know? And it's it's, it's because of that, like because they, they didn't have the courage much sooner to just be like, no, something is wrong. I don't care if I'm going to upset everyone and the path that I thought I had for myself and shatter my self-concept and who I thought I was as a person and just revamp.
0: That's why I'm saying for the young people that are listening, dodge all... Be honest with yourself about what you want to do. I mean, early on, like, it's nice if you want to be an engineer or doctor, if, you, if that's really what you want to do, because it's a lot easier to do it now than to do one of the coveted things and be like, okay, this is... yeah, I hate going to work, yeah. but I have a nice house, yeah, but I hate going to work. Exactly. That's the worst feeling mm-hmm. because now everyone gets used to you with that house. So you feel like you're letting people down by stop doing the job that facilitates the house. So you get trapped. You're living a life for other people almost. Yeah. You know?
1: And that's and I feel like that's like the immigrant experience is that your level, your standard of success, or at least like how my parents see it, is like you get to a level where now you can like show off to others.
0: Yeah. Like be like, oh, especially, you know, for your look at how my son is doing ABC, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. And that's why I feel like for me, moving out was so empowering because it was like, nobody knows anything about me anymore. Like, they see me w- once on the weekend for two hours and that's it. Like, I never talk to my parents about anything, like, deep. We just talk about the weather. Talk about, I ask them about their jobs. Talk about, I talk, tell them about, like, a cake I made. I tell yes, them about, like, my, my cat, what he's up to now. <laughs> yeah. <Then> that's it. <laughs> you know? And so they don't, like, to them, it's like, I don't know. I'm not showing off about anything or anyone. And when guests come over, like I don't talk about anything or anyone. Like I just let my personality <laughs> like be what's the there. Thing. Yeah, the thing. Yeah. you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, yeah. not, about of, yeah, it's yeah. not about any sort of- Your energy. Yeah. It's not about any sort of material. It's not about
0: listing what you've done or anything like that. Yeah. It's just being or bringing your energy with theirs for like yeah. every, like you still got to be around your family yeah. regardless of how, actually, I don't want to say regardless of how toxic they are because I don't know who's watching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like- my p- family's pretty toxic, but I noticed that if I go too long without going home, yeah. I don't feel good. Yeah. yeah and yeah. when I go home, I reset, yeah. you know? So regardless of how they might be in some old mindset thing, yeah. they're very, like, j- their energy, you need to be around their energy just because yeah. they're your own. Yeah, you and, and, and I mean? it
1: is really healing. Like, I mean, I, I personally do believe in, like, biological ties and, like, you know, like, Salat al or whatever, like, how it's talked about in islam which is like your blood ties and stuff um but obviously like i think that the boundaries are really important to stop the toxicity like the way there's like when it comes to boundaries there's like extreme- a lot
0: harder for women than it is for men let me just add that yeah. it's, if i move out it's whatever for a, a woman to move out without being married they're yeah. like
1: it's like oh, what are people gonna say about And you are whatever? you
0: from the gta yeah yeah for you to be in the GTA, moved out, and not married, that's like, oh fuck. Like, you know it's what, what I mean? That's me a saying, big like, move. <laughs>
1: it's you. Yeah, it's a yeah. you problem. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. about you guys. But basically, like, um, yeah, like when it comes to boundaries, like there is such thing as like, an external boundary and an internal boundary. So, like, an external boundary is like if you say something that really triggers me and I go up to you and I say, like, hey, like, please don't talk about this. Please don't ask me about this topic because it really triggers me and i don't even want to i don't even want you to mention it okay that's an external boundary if you respect that external boundary then we're fine but an internal boundary is like when no matter what they say to you like you can talk about that whatever it i have an internal boundary where it's like in one ear out the other does not affect me whatsoever but I feel like in order for you to get and obviously that's like the ideal state to get to where you're like you have all these internal boundaries set up. People can't trigger you because then they don't have power over you. Right. Yeah. Power it's just a like
0: sound. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. But in order for me to like get there, I felt like I really needed to place the external boundaries. And it, the way it was like in my house is if I went to my mom and said like, Mama, don't talk to me about marriage because it's going to trigger me. Oh my God. That's like that. That's where it's going to go off. She'll double down. She wasn't even
0: going to talk about marriage until you said (laughs) that, right? Now she's going to, right?
1: And it's like, even if you're a rock... If you get, like, a drop of water every single day... It's going to make its mark eventually. It's going to make a hole in you, right? So I was like, I need to, like, distance myself and not for me to, first of all, heal from all of the, like, toxicity and trauma and everything I internalized about myself and the world and what I thought I wanted in my own, like, you know, to achieve in my own milestones or whatever. And then it's, like, to actually then, like, reset and say, like, okay... Like, how to actually set up these like boundaries internally. So now, like, I'll go back. I, it's, it's still, it's still like I've been, I haven't been living with my parents for like a year and a half now. If I go back and my mom, like, within, Within two minutes she'll be like ma, ma like, yeah. like that's it, you haven't you haven't already found like Prince Charming or whatever. And then I'm like, Oh my god, I'm already screaming. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. you know, one of these days I won't scream, but yeah. it is not this day. Like I'm still it's still They're like, not gonna
0: change for sure. Yeah. They're not gonna change. <laughs> and if they did, I mean they're not gonna change. So it's like you just you can't expect to change people. For sure, right? You can't expect to change people. You can only you change gotta love them how they. You gotta love them for the fact that this is w- the exact script they got growing up. True. This is all they know. they were never in a position to, like, we came here, were raised among this more open, liberal environment, yeah. society. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got pulled into this duality thinking yeah. of old, like, scarcity immigrant thinking, yeah. and new liberal, like, prosperity thinking.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. but
0: if they're brought up in that and they all, they, like, there's still love. It's just annoying shit. That it, it really, at this point, it, like you said, once you've set all those internal boundaries, yeah. it really just gets to annoyingness, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It never makes you like, it never will keep me up at night or fuck me up to some, yeah. it'll just be like, it's a nagging vibe now, but I love being around my family. And that's good
1: because that's indicative of how much progress you've made.
0: Oh, I love being around my family even more than I did before because yeah. before I really did have that vibe of like, I uh, I can't fuck up. Yeah, I can't fuck up. I have to be. I have to be perfect. Essentially, was the vibe. But ever since I left engineering and being like, yo, and doing a and doing a career that they don't even really understand, Mm -hmm. but they're happy. They see I'm happy. Uh, They you know my mom talks about marriage, this and that. But it's like also like mom, it's okay. Like it'll all work out. I'm happy at the end of the day. I buzz. Abba's haram and I this and this. You'll yeah, start yeah, yeah, yeah. to bring the shame into yeah, it. Yeah. And I'll just be like, mama, it's good. <laughs> they don't I'm even happy. realize
1: it's a shame. To them, it's like... Oh, it's like... all shame.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is, shame is the main... <laughs> it's the language. It's the language of shame. Yeah. The whole thing is shame. Yeah. Everything. I had so much shame. Growing up, I used to, if my if, if I had a girl, six, seven... If I had a girl as a project partner, she called the house, my mom would be at the phone <laughs> as I'm talking. Do them no, like so much shame with like your body is like trying to get you closer to women. Yeah. But there's a constant vocal shame internalized yeah. within you, being Which, like,
1: like, can we talk about how this fucks up some men? Like it, like traumatizes them and almost like, it like mentally, like castrates them from anything, like, like sexually. You like way more than you would actually know. And and then I
0: was like that.
1: Yeah. And then it's like then that's the opposite. Be- that like that's even more unhealthy because like anything sexual is natural. It's biological. It's healthy.
0: I had, I had a girl this one my friend, his like girl and his floor and resident yeah. in university was trying to hook up with me. Yeah. And I was like, I'm trying to get into heaven pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm that was my whole vibe. Like just stay away from this. Like Yo. I'm thinking, like, it, I, eternal damnation. This is the face of the yeah. devil. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm denying all I heard these. I heard and about. I feel it, but I'm yeah. denying. It. It's, yeah. like, just... That's a fucked up way to live. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's not a right way to live.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it's like... But, like, even in, the, you know, those situations, like, one night stands or hooking up or whatever, like, that stuff is, like...
0: like that stuff is whatever but the point is like if you're not even open to the idea of like
1: yeah 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 but it gets in the way of marriages sometimes like i know people who are married and they've been married for a few years like maybe like 10 years or more and they like like they'll say like that their husband doesn't sleep with them and doesn't like sex and is just so weird about it and they just like kind of like do it once every like few months or so. Just li- like, and they had the kid one time. That's it. Like they just do not have. That's a, that's a, a nightmare.
0: Sexual. That's disgusting.
1: I know. And Muslims it's would never nightmare. know this because nobody talks. Nobody, about talks, about
0: that shit. nobody talks about that shit. Me and my wife were not having sex. What the fuck, bro? Are we praying maghrib or not? What do you mean, bro? <laughs> I told you to make, it, make that zan, bro. As- bro. What do you mean? That's yeah, everyone me. gets so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, man, we're not. I haven't. You know what I mean? You can't have that conversation. But yo, we are. We're at an hour and a half, huh? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, I still got to know. So... Yeah. And you're still... You're answering these questions because because people won't listen to the podcast unless there's a fucking twist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah. So let's answer the questions. Okay. So I did get beat when I was younger.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: probably fucked What's me up.
0: What's a thing... Uh, no, we're over the beating. We <laughs> we talked beating before therapy. That well, went into therapy. Yeah. We did a tight hour 20 on therapy. Yeah. Okay.
1: What's a thing...
0: And something you've only seen and now i feel like i'm just like
1: something forcing only seen this
0: egyptians but i don't give do. a fuck i'm doing it something you've only seen egyptians do
1: i don't know if this is like specifically egyptian or not but like i feel like they uh like they're they're so cynical in their humor and like they they're like so depressed and they're so cynical in their humor and then but then, like, they don't even realize that, like, they're doing that. So they just, like, make it funnier. Like, I just think that they're just, like, dead inside and really
0: depressed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then they say, like... I wasn't <laughs>
0: expecting that one.
1: <laughs> and they say, like, really funny things, like, because they're so depressed and, like, cynical... And then, but they don't even think that it's funny that they're saying it. Like, they're just naturally like that. Uh, and then that just makes it funnier. Like, that's what oh, I've noticed Oh, like they'll in just Egyptians. say some
0: shit like, "Oh, yeah, what's it all for kind of thing? Yeah. Like, this, things like that?
1: Yeah, and it's just like... That's all nothing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I've, I've just, like, noticed that in, like, the, the like, Egyptian Egyptians, you know?
0: Like, in Egypt or here, just among Egyptians.
1: The ones who've come from Egypt, like, five years ago or something.
0: They're the hardest ones with this. Yeah, like, hey, what's it all for? Yeah. like that? That's so jokes. <laughs> And, uh, the- and what would you shit about who like are Egyptians like ethnically wise? Yes. Who are they always talking or like who is the butt of the joke? I'm going to tell
1: you what I've heard. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So so these, uh, of they course. were they were like a butt of a joke uh, growing up. I heard that. <laughs> Um, Algerians—they Alger- talk so much shit about them. They're like they're psycho. They're angry. <laughs> they're like they'll beat the shit out of you. They beat their wives. They just nobody Egyptians talking shit about all. <laughs> what they
0: say about Sudanis? They're lazy.
1: No, like they just yeah, like or or they'll th- like it's like it, they make it seem like it's like an insult to be like to oh,
0: oh like this guy's like it's like how I was saying like how a lot of Arabs will say like the yahudi kind of thing like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's like Muslims in general. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Muslims,
0: just be like, it's like a Jew joke. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Egyptians would be like, this guy's a fucking Sudanese, like this guy thing. Yeah, like they'll okay. do that
1: or whatever. Some <laughs> yeah. of the jokes are racist, of course. Like of the course. The first ones I heard, like growing up. um And then Give it, wait,
0: what's uh, what's the one you heard? Oh my god! I'm not no, gonna it's be mad. No,
1: it's t- okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm gonna say it in Arabic. Okay? I just cry. <laughs> yeah, go for it.
1: Okay, it was واحد راح السودان بالليل ما
0: a guy went to Sudan at night and...
1: Didn't find anyone.
0: That's, that's, that's like, so stupid. That's just stupid. Compl- that's just standard complexion jokes. Literally you know? so yeah.
1: stupid. And then I tried to make the opposite joke to that's my funny. mom. I was like, well, someone went to like France in the morning and they didn't find anyone. And she's like... She's like,
0: that's not funny, okay? There's Literally. nothing funny about that. They make croissants. <laughs> now go outside and avoid Algerians. <laughs> Literally.
1: And then I think something in the... in like. The, the Egyptian community here in in the West... Yeah. Like, because I grew up uh, in the Arab community here is We talk so much shit about Syrians. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, they're so fucking uptight. They just, like... Like, we... I have like a sense of humor. They're the opposite. The mom ta'i, like they're just, they're just like, you can't joke with them at all. It's like talk to a wall. Like they're just so up to, they think they're God's gift to humanity. <laughs> no, I have some solid Wait, story. are you talking
0: about Lebanese or Syrians? No, Syrian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right,
1: right. No, no, no. I haven't, maybe I didn't interact with enough Lebanese, but yeah. Syrians, oh my God. Okay, so growing up, one of my Syrian friends was like, it's haram for me to wear a red hijab because I look so good in it that it's a fitna. Yeah. And then another. And just exited
0: the scene on that. And she was
1: serious. (laughs) And then another Syrian woman who used to give the reminders, like the halakhas at the mosque. Yeah. My mom used to give her a ride. She told my mom, she said, hmm. Which means like half of the beauty in this world Prophet Yusuf took it Like Joseph Which is our belief We believe like he's like so beautiful Whatever And then the other half of the world The beauty of the world The Syrians took I was like what about the rest of us No This is a religious Syrian figure Like she's the most humble
0: Oh, actually, that's yeah. so funny. So we
1: talk so much shit about Syria. <laughs> but you Egyptians
0: are just great, though. <laughs> I love you too. But yo, this has been amazing. This has been an amazing conversation. Yeah. I think, especially to uh, What's younger Muslim women. Yes who i hear this i think it's a really like it's a necessary i don't know if this type of conversation is out there in any capacity you yeah. know mm-hmm. so it's amazing that you brought up that point point. and therapy yo i want to do so good everybody i just want to i just want to have a thick i don't want to be in therapy forever but i want to try therapy and have a sick therapist and be like
1: yes
0: i'm seeing <laughs> doctor mind fuck <laughs> i don't know what everybody
1: needs a sugar daddy but for therapy
0: for the mind. For the mind. But yo, tell the people how to find you, Salma.
1: Okay, yes. You can find me on Instagram at salma.hindi. Uh, it's always
0: a- in the description. Look below.
1: Website is salmahindi.com. You can find me on Facebook, even though I barely ever use that. And Twitter and YouTube. There you and go. And TikTok. Yes. And
0: are you on TikTok? I joined TikTok, TikTok. Yes. Okay, <laughs> all of that in the bottom I will put. Uh, from my end... Just leave a review wherever you're listening or watching this. Click that like button. Subscribe. You know what to do. And remember, Patreon's got weekly solo episodes. So check that out. I air out these grievances, hit up current topics, all that. Join the Patreon and check all that out. But, uh, Sama, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah,
1: thanks for this having me. This has been me.
0: amazing. I yeah. You got to come back on, though. Huh? Okay,
1: 100%. This I'm is ready.
0: great. COVID or not. I was going to say after COVID, but what did this yeah. change, right? <laughs> Literally. Yo, but until next time, y'all the best. See you next time. Peace. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.